Welcome to episode 75, Mental Health Hour. Uh, revisiting a topic tonight we did in the past. Um, talked about grief and loss before on the show. And <clears throat> it is one of those that deserves more than one episode. So uh wanted to dive back into it again tonight, uh, cover some more stuff. Um, as always, please go ahead. If you are listening for the first time, you like the material, you like the content, uh, give us a follow, give us a share, uh, follow us on all socials at, uh, you can, uh, hit up our bio link. It's bio.link slash TMHH. Hattie is dropping it in the chat for us. Appreciate that. And welcome everybody in chat. Good to see you guys tonight. See everybody chitting and chatting. Um, Gemma, how are you doing? Um, not too bad. Not too bad hanging in there, trying to avoid uh, getting the COVID from my family. But uh, seems like a good opportunity to uh, not have to go and visit, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, uh, as it was mentioned earlier, it is Thanksgiving Eve here in the States. Mm. Uh, the big Thanksgiving festivities going on tomorrow. And it kicks off, well, I guess Halloween kind of kicks off everything, but... Thanksgiving kicks off the, the Christmas season. Um, I don't allow, not that I don't allow, we don't put our tree up or any of that until the first weekend after Thanksgiving. So that's kind of our uh, go-to time. Hmm. But with the holiday season comes, of course, uh, the holiday depression that some uh some of us, most of us, all of us uh, can uh, experience, and it's not uh, uncommon for anybody. Um, but that will be next week. We talk in holiday depression, as that has been a very highly requested episode again from uh, pretty much all the chat, um, and everybody in Discord is excited about it, I assume. We're going to try some things. Um, we've got some ideas in the works for either that episode or a future episode. We'd like to involve whoever would like to that doesn't want to come up and do a whole episode or whatever. Um, we're kicking the idea around of doing some um, recordings, me, Gemma, and whoever. Um, let's just say Hattie wants to say a few words. We will record like a three to five minute spot with us. Um, mm -hmm. not live, you know, just, just the three of us. And then we can, uh, pop that into our stream yard here and then play it during the show. Yeah. As long as you guys are comfortable with that. Anybody wants to give it a try, please reach out to us in the discord or any of the socials for that matter. And, uh, we'll schedule something to, uh, get a recording made. Hopefully we can do a pile up of uh, folks and we could have five or six of them maybe to play throughout 
um, either the holiday depression stream or a future stream. Um, but mm -hmm. we got another week before we do holiday depression. This week we're revisiting grief and loss. Um, this topic is a tough one for a lot of folks and everybody, I don't care who you are, everybody experiences it. Um, whether it be the death of a loved one or uh, just, you know, something as simple and it, it doesn't have to be, I shouldn't say simple because uh, what might be simple to me is a very significant loss to you. Um, it can be, you know, it doesn't have to be death of, of a family member or a spouse or anything like that. It can be, um, you know, your favorite store closed. Hmm. And uh, that might devastate somebody, you know, maybe not so much me, but uh, that could really throw a wrench in somebody's whole life. If they, they did all their shopping, um, really enjoyed that particular venue and all that. Um, but Ray, good to see you. Uh, sorry, I missed Monday night. Um, but I hope your holiday is, or your holiday week is going to be good. I saw you had quite a week ahead of you. Um, and then everybody else in chat, uh, Hattie, Eric, we got Meds here, Annie Walker, Tracy's in the house, MJM. I'm sorry if I missed anybody, but uh, Espresso. Good to see everybody. Glad you're all here. Um, so let's get down to it. Um, we're going to just like a normal show. Uh, the first episode we did of this, I believe we had a video on the five stages of grief. Um, but we didn't really get into any slides. So I found some good slides tonight that we can tackle and uh, kind of go over some of the ABCs, uh, the, the basics as we like to do here. Um, I still uh, consider it to be the five stages of grief. Um, I know it has evolved. There's seven or nine stages of grief now. Um, that's the same thing with anything. It's ever changing. Um, somebody thinks uh, another word belongs in it and now it's six stages of grief and then they, and so on. We can't yeah. leave things alone, but I still like the five core uh, stages of grief. Yeah. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. And th these are stages that you naturally progress through. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the, the trick of it is not so much, I mean, you're going to progress through these stages on your own, at your own pace. Everybody's different, um, and the significance of the loss is different. Um, but you're uh, you're always going to progress through those five stages, and if you can be mindful of them uh, and and know, you know what's going on, kind of figure. Oh, uh, I'm I'm awful angry. At everybody right now and uh or you know just the depression kicks in you you can feel yourself moving through those stages 
Um, Gemma, I believe when we talked about this first, uh, you were sharing about uh, your your teaching career and how yeah. that was that was a significant loss to you, right? Yeah, yeah, it's something I'd worked very hard for for a long time, and uh, yeah, as I said last time, it was something I had to come to terms with not being able to do anymore and accept the new life that had been not necessarily because I wanted to have that new life, but I had to accept it because that was what had been imposed on me now. And yeah. uh, e even now, like, there's still a bit of anger about it and the whole, why me? But I've accepted and found alternatives such as this to uh, help me pass by and do different things. Yes. Um, just this is timely, actually, because I've lost three people actually through death this last few, this last month or so. So it's uh, it's timely as well. <laughs> Funny how this it works out. It seems we catch. Uh, show topics on days that it means something yeah. a little bit more to one or both of us. Um, I lost my dad. Uh, it was five years ago now on mm -hmm. the 27th yesterday. Yesterday was the day he passed. And uh, it, I can't, it's been five, 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Yeah. Five years. Damn. It, it, it flies, but yeah, mm. um, you know, we, we, uh, we all go through it. It's, it's one of those topics that we talk about on this show that is a hundred percent everybody, um, mm. you know, we, we delve into some topics like ADHD or, de uh, depression, anxiety, these things. And, you know, not everybody is always going to relate, but this is uh, one of those things that is um, non-biased. It affects everybody. And we all have to know, you know, how to manage. Um, that's the, what I've learned is the healthy uh, way to, to try and, you know, get back on track. Um, loss can be very difficult especially significant loss. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of people have a very hard time coming through those stages. Uh, and, you know, we'll get into that a little bit later with some uh, what to look out for, maybe look for some, seek some professional help. Um, but mm -hmm. start uh, to start off with some slides. Uh, I figure we'll just kind of look at some basic stuff. Gemma, if you want to uh, yep. set those over and uh, we'll go ahead and Oops. I'm going to pull them up. I got mm -hmm. usually try and keep them in order, but uh, I flubbed up here. So uh, this one we'll start with. Okay. Just some basic definitions of. Yeah, so these are the definitions of the words loss, grief, bereavement, and mourning. 
So loss is the disappearance of something cherished, such as a person, possession or pet. Grief, the normal multifaceted response to a loss can include emotional, cognitive, physical, behavioral and social components. Bereavement is the process of adjusting to a loss. And mourning is the cult culturally structured response to grief, nearly. Getting you already on the first slide. Yeah, nearly. Um, got, got there, though. So what are we looking at here? I mean, it's just a, a simple, I thought this would be a good one to start out with because mm -hmm. um, it kind of breaks down four different feelings of emotion um surrounding the, the grief and loss grief and loss being two of them and uh loss um obviously is the actual you know act i guess you would say the the what yeah. what kicks it all off is you gotta have that some kind of loss right whether it be significant or not um and just remember like i said it's not always the death of somebody um but grief is how we uh you know naturally progress through that and you know bereavement is that five dollar word for mourning the loss which is our fourth word mourning so they all kind of tie into each other and I, I just thought maybe this would be a good way to start uh look at mourning as the culturally structured response to grief um you know, a collective, we mourn the loss of somebody with a candlelight vigil. Um, mm. Bereavement uh, is that period. Uh, usually if you get off, paid time off for uh, a death in the family or something like that, it's called bereavement leave, um, at least here in the States. Um, it's a government-funded paid time off everybody's should be privy to um but it's the process of adjusting to that loss so getting used to life without um mm -hmm. and then grief and loss we've kind of gone over that so we'll go to the next one here we're going to go knock out three and four okay so this one is the stages of grief and coping with grief and loss. Uh, what are the five stages of grief? What to expect in each of the five stages of grief and how to cope? So number one, denial. Normal reaction to a great loss. Denial helps us to place uh, to place our feelings of grief. It's nature's way of letting in on only as much as we can handle. Number two, Anger, we may still not be ready to deal with the reality of our loss. So we express our intense pain as anger. We search for blame, feel intense guilt and lash out. Number three, bargaining. We may try to, we may try to make a secret deal with God or a higher power in an attempt to postpone the inevitable. Bargaining is the what if stage of grief depression 
So depression may occur when reality of loss sinks in, intense sadness, decreased sleep, reduced appetite and loss of motivation are common. And then acceptance. We accept the reality that our loved one is gone and recognize that this is a permanent. It doesn't mean we are over our loss. It means just having made more good days than bad. Absolutely. Um, the five stages, there they are. Um, and there's no set time frame for any of those, and it's not forced to happen in that order. Right. And that may or may not be on the next slide. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, the one out of the five of them that I always kind of struggled to understand was the bargaining. Um, it says we may try to make a secret uh, deal with God or high power um, to try and postpone the inevitable. I mean, I understand the uh, thought of it, and I mean, I, I get it. I've I've made those uh, secret uh, deals. Please just get me out of this, and I'll uh, do uh, whatever you know. Mm. But it, I I find that that's ha that happens with me, like more in a non-loss situation, like. In a potential loss, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. To try and keep, but uh, as far as going through the grieving process, um, I don't know. I always kind of struggle to understand that one, but I feel a lot, you know, more comfortable with it now that I've mm -hmm. actually we're, we've done two episodes on this now, and I did a lot on the five stages of grief at rehab. Um, so it was uh, quite a, uh, I guess it was almost like learning the 12 steps of AA. Um, I, I knew a good bit of them going in, but I struggled with one or two of them. One or two of the ones that you don't normally hear about. Jim in Chicago land in the house, everybody. And thank you for the resub 11 months. We're almost at that year mark. Um, a year on Twitch for the old Haps gang. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, grief and loss, the Periscope days, I, the Haps days, they're all, that's another, yeah. another significant, I mean, we're a year, we're over a year. I don't remember, was it May or whatever when Periscope closed up? But I, I mean, so, it's yeah. Like, it's still flooded on Twitter. Like, bring Periscope back, you know. Oh, so, I know. There's still, yeah, there's still uh, comments, and that that was a significant loss because absolutely. that to me was like, it just felt like a family, like a real community of people. It definitely um, was. I I was uh, I wasn't streaming on Periscope. I didn't start streaming until the Habs days, um, but I did watch a lot of broadcasts on Periscope, mm. uh, and definitely a, a great platform. Yeah, um, but yeah, we're all on Twitch now, and everybody seems to be doing fine. Well, the ones that came to Twitch, there's some folks that went to TikTok and uh, Instagram and all that, but yeah, still, a few catch, ones. still catch some of them from time to time. Yeah, uh, but good to have you, Jim. Thanks again for the resub, and uh, thanks to everybody. Um, 
for follows, shares, likes, bits, um, subs, all of it. Um, we really appreciate it. Like I always tell you, everything goes right back into the show. Matter of fact, uh, I got to shoot Gemma over some money for the um, software, some of the software we use yeah. uh, for the show. So it all goes right back into the show, and we appreciate it. Um, and we 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 uh, we enjoy doing this show. Um, so that's enough for us. And uh, anywho, um, back to the sadness. <laughs> um, yeah. So the five stages of grief. Uh, we we don't have to spend a whole hell of a lot of time on him. We did them in the past episode. I think Hattie dropped it in chat. If uh, you want to check it out, um, but moving forward, we'll continue on with the second half of that slide. Mm -hmm. There we go. Okay, so common misconceptions about how the stages of grief work. Yeah, people move through the five stages of grief in a linear prescribed order. Once you've moved through all the five stages, grief is over. Grief is manifested with emotional symptoms only. And then how the stages of grief actually work. So our grief is, an in, is as individual as our lives. Each person has a unique experience with grief because each person has a unique DNA and unique personal history. Not everyone will go through all of the five stages of grief. Not everyone will go through them in a prescribed order. And the five stages of grief do not have to be a predictable, uniform and linear pattern. You can switch back and forth between each of the five stages of grief. And the five stages of grief are simply tools to help us frame and identify what we may be feeling. And then the symptoms of grief. So emotional symptoms may include denial, sadness, anger, guilt, helplessness, numbness, yearning, loneliness, relief, anxiety, obsession, like with memories of the deceased, for example. And then physical symptoms may include overwhelming tiredness and exhaustion, confusion, Difficulty with concentration, sleep changes, appetite changes, nightmares, my things, crying, social isolation, restlessness, aches and pains, anxiety attacks, and difficulty breathing. Yes. Quite the list of uh, symptoms or potential symptoms. Yeah. Um, pretty standard gamut, if you will for most of our topics on this show. Uh, mm. However, um, Espresso brought up a good point there. Um, grief is never over in my mind, she said. He said. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's an excellent point. Uh, and it doesn't have to be. Um, I am not through grieving uh, the loss of my dad. I still get sad about it. It's been five years, but I feel like that's healthy. It's not, um, yeah. it's not, what's the word? Uh, 
like out of control. It's not, mm. um, it, it's just a, a, a healthy remembrance at this point. Um, and, yeah. and, and sometimes a sad one that he's gone, but I mean, we have moved through the stages and um, the acceptance has come. And, um, I think that certain times of the year can be diffi more difficult when it's when, with coming to grief. Like if you are, say, the anniversary of, or the birthday of, Christmas time, holiday times, um, any any significant date that was memorable to you, that can also trigger grief to be more intense at those times. Hundred percent. Um, we talked about it, you know, triggers and how they're based on the five senses, you know, touch, yeah. smell, feel, all these things, these holidays coming up, um, are times that we all get together. Um, and it, it, it does elicit some sad or solicit some sadness and, uh, makes what our episode is going to be about next week, uh, all the more powerful and, uh, for, for a lot of folks. Um, not to mention uh, other strains in life, maybe financial strain, etc. Um, but the grieving process itself uh, is never over, I, I guess. I agree with Espresso. Um, as long as it stays in a healthy manner, uh, would you agree there, Gemma? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, mm -hmm. And then, obviously, if it becomes unhealthy, then you need to get some sort of help with that some maybe some therapy or something but again that's not like there's no shame in doing that none at all right um and we'll talk about that uh towards the uh last slide um what to kind of yeah. you know i always like to include at least one slide with you know management uh, skills or um, some kind of positive look at it like how can we how can we live with this now um, now that we understand a little bit more about it and that uh, has always been the first step well I didn't know this until recently of course but uh, learn you know the first step is understanding what's going on um, I I couldn't do anything I couldn't make any steps forward on my recovery until I knew or understood what was happening inside of me um, and then I was able to finally get past that step one of admitting to myself that I had a problem. Um, let's see what Hattie had to say real quick. Uh, I get triggered when I see stories about the military. I instantly think of my dad as he was an Army Green Beret. Proud and sad at the same time. Green Beret, if you don't know, Gemma, is a high honor um, in the mm. Army. It's like the Navy SEALs of the Army. Um, the upper echelon of uh, of the army. A lot of training goes into that, and a lot of mm. a lot of time and energy. So sorry, sorry to hear. Um, and yeah. I, I see that uh, Chad has been throwing in their uh, their losses. Uh, please keep sending in the chat. We're reading them. Um, it is. Like I said, something that affects everybody, and we can all come together as one on this topic. Um, 
So with that, we'll go ahead and look at this next one. I liked this next slide because it uh, it kind of captures uh, and it almost looked like a joking kind of thing to me, um, like a meme or whatever, an internet meme. But it's actually pretty. At, at first glance, you might be like, huh, but then you look at it and you're like, well, that's pretty damn true. So this is the progression of the stages of grief. On the left-hand side, you have uh, the way it's supposed to run. You, you kind of hit that downward curve, and you start to come back up. Um, and then, of course, all these um, feelings come along with it. But the reality of it on the right-hand side is what you kind of actually feel in your uh, body. The shock, the die you're all over the map, as you see. Um, and, and that's pretty accurate. Uh, I mean, we, we go back one slide real quick and um, the misconceptions, people move through the five stages of grief in linear prescribed order. It's just not, not the case. Um, Gemma even mentioned it earlier. Uh, you, you move through at your own. Um, oh, Penelope. <laughs> uh, you move through at your own pace and uh, your own time and uh, it might wind up that your map kind of looks like the reality side of things because I know I bounced all over the place and I'm sure a lot of people could agree mm. um, I'm going to throw up the next slide real quick and go see if I can't get her to go back down for another 20 minutes or so yeah. <laughs> um, here you go Gemma Okay, so one's four tasks of mourning. So task number one, to accept the reality of the loss. Task number two, to process the pain of the grief. Task number three is to adjust to the world without the deceased. And task number four is to find an enduring connection with the deceased while embarking on a new life. And I think that's what, I think number four definitely can be the most difficult one to try and, especially when it's quite new, to try and see life and what what could come without this person in, um, in, the, uh, in the world, in your life. And that, as like, it, I know it says it's to morning, but this can be, in relation to other things as well, uh, relationships in general, um, various different things. It's all, again, like we've said, it's all grief, trying to process what it is that you are grieving for, move forward from there and manage to go forward in life. Not like obviously you're never gonna like be over it fully and never gonna forget it but to be able to move forward in a healthy way and Absolutely. still be able to remember the person that you've lost but in a healthy way yes and, uh, that's what it's about getting to that stage and it uh, like we've said many a time there's no set time frame in which this can happen and um, it doesn't have to come in the order in which I read them as well. It can, everybody is unique 
everybody will agree. Yeah, these four tasks. Yeah. You know that kind of like the five stages. Um, just what everybody tends to go through and mm -hmm. hit that dip, like we saw. Yeah. Um, but I, I liked this. I hadn't heard about this until today, and I thought I'd include it on there. And to kind of add on to that, um, there's also a six needs for morning. Six needs, um, not tasks or anything, but it kind of fl flows with it. Um, mm -hmm. you, need to, you need to acknowledge it. Now, when I looked at this, it was uh, clearly, it was um, pointed or, or targeted towards a death of a family member. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the six needs for mourning is to acknowledge it, uh, embrace the pain of the loss, mm -hmm. uh, remember them or it, um, whatever. You know, this, like I said, this was towards a loss of a family member. Um, but remember them fondly. Um, you know, we all go through that uh, stage, particularly where we have the the, the sharing of the good times and what have you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, develop a new self-identity. Um, and that simply is just like, um, like task number three there, uh, you know, adjusting to the world without it. You, this, you now have a new life. Like I, my, I still have a dad, but he is no longer presently on this earth. And now, you know, my mm -hmm. identity has changed because of that. Um, uh, especially being the only boy in the family, um, mm -hmm. out of four siblings, I'm the only, I'm the only, a male, um, number five was search for meaning. Um, you know, go through that self-seeking that's, that's searching for the meaning behind, um, their passing or the loss of whatever you have, uh, whatever you're dealing with. There's a meaning behind everything, you know, and a silver lining maybe. Um, and then the last one was receive support from others. And that's so huge. Um, I can't say enough about uh, being able to take that uh, step. A lot of people want to be left alone and um, mourn by themselves. And that's completely fine. That's normal for, you know, the, the, the initial ongoings of a, of a significant loss. You, you kind of close up, close off, and, uh, you know, isolate. <clears throat> but eventually, we got to allow those nagging friends or, you know, mom calling. We got to let them back in, and we got to uh, accept uh, support from others. They might not have the answers you're looking for, but they're at least reaching out and <clears throat> trying to support you in, in any time of, of need. Um, so that kind <clears> of, <throat> I'm, I'm going to post in the discord, I'll post that six, six needs of morning. It kind of ties in with this slide. Um, and then we'll go ahead and move on to uh, the final slide, which is kind of the lookout for um, when to get some help. So Gemma, if you could. Yeah, so when to get professional help for grief. So you cannot adjust to living in a world without that person or event that you lost. You are unable to get 
to a place of acceptance regarding your loss. The symptoms in the stage of grief remain and get more frequent with greater intensity and you cannot imagine moving on with your life. And again, this means, like, it doesn't mean immediately. Nobody's going to get over something immediately. So you have to think about what is, to you, an acceptable time. But if, again, if you still think you need help, there's no shame in asking for that. Even if you think, like, I don't know, there's no right or wrong answer as to when to get the help. If you think you need it, then definitely go and get that help. But this is just an advisory of what you might need to consider getting help for if you are feeling any of these. Yes, and uh, <clears throat> Craig brings up, Craig, good to see you, by the way. Snuck in. Um, a thing that doesn't seem to be on these slides is guilt. Guilt seems to be the overwhelming issue for some of my friends dealing with deaths of relatives. And mm -hmm. uh, yes, that may be the that very well may be the case for uh, um, different situations. Absolutely, um, mm -hmm. guilt yeah. uh, guilt can manifest in these times, even if you aren't even at fault for anything. Like it, it doesn't even make sense uh, for you to feel guilty. It, it mm -hmm. might still show up because we all think we could have done something, uh, especially if there's an unfortunate tragic ending of the life um mm -hmm. maybe if i yeah. just had taken you know one more conversation or you know um i know we go through it in the fire service um you know when you lose a, a child or um you know anybody for that matter um mm -hmm. on the on the it, it especially uh, of course it especially hits home when there's uh, a pediatric patient, uh, mm -hmm. but even, you know, yeah. could we have done anything else? Like it's always in the back of your head. And even if the answer is 100% no, we did everything we could do. We're still gonna. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm at that stage with my um, friend and neighbor. Um, because I, she had cancer did my uh, neighbor bowel cancer and we knew that this was happening and I I went around a couple of times earlier on to take her things and she was never like overly well so I didn't want to be going around and like feeling like I was getting in the way feeling like I was imposing on them same with messaging and things but now that she's gone, I wish I had of, because I didn't really get to speak to her much or see her much in the final days. And that doesn't, um, that like we said about there's no time. I think back to when I was very young and I lost my grandma and I have this, this guilt still, even all these years later, that when my grandma came in my room to say goodnight, I must have been like maybe about eight or nine, and my grandma came to say goodnight in my bedroom, and her voice was funny, and then I laughed. I thought she was putting on a silly voice. I just thought it was a silly voice. 
And I laughed and then within minutes of that happening, she collapsed and died right in front of me. And I carry that guilt with me that I laughed at her, but I didn't know what was going on. I just thought she came to say goodnight and was putting on a silly voice. I, I didn't know that. And that was, I must've been eight or nine. So about Thomas's age. So we're talking over 30 years ago and it's still there. It's still very much there. And I know now that I couldn't, I couldn't possibly have known what was coming. I didn't do anything wrong, but it doesn't stop you feeling it. No, um, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. um, and sitting listening to you talk about that, I, of course, go, going through my uh, file cabinet. And, yeah, I mean, there's just all kinds of uh, – we could probably talk for hours about <clears throat> all the things we could have or should have or maybe – this or if then you know the if then mm. um, scenario that they talk about um that's another natural progression to uh this that we can all relate to um mm -hmm. is that feeling um but with that being said um i wanted to kind of round off uh the slides with just some general conversation uh, looking at or, or going back to uh, the last episode I kind of took a quick gander at it just so I didn't pick any of the same slides if there were slides or <clears throat> it wound up being a video um, mm. and it was it was a very good uh, video and I Struggled to find it, uh, the, the one we used. I don't know if you found it. Maybe it's on the UK side. Of the, I always tend to have I, I feel like it was because I've actually got a grief and loss video in my thing. So I you mentioned that it's on my... But, yeah, if you have that, I would love to throw that in the Discord as well. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, um, I, I encourage everybody to take a gander at it. It was, uh, it was pretty good. I mean, you could always just go back to episode 47, but... We never, I, I guess we had the Discord back then, but I don't know that uh, we were posting as much show stuff from the show in there. The, the resources, the slides, the, um, we yeah. like to get all the citations where they're due, where we, um, where we picked up the slides from. Um, Was that episode done on Haps, uh, The Grief and Loss? Uh, no. Okay, I was going to say we didn't get the Discord till after um, Haps disbanded, sort of thing. No, we only we only did out of the seventy five, we only did 20, 25 of them. Joe Bur Joseph Burke was our last Haps stream, yes. and he was episode twenty five. Yeah, and that is a that is a loss as well because I think about I know you especially um, had got. It, it was the first time you had gone live um, for yourself and you made this whole show based on what you found HAPS to be. We met on HAPS and I did my first episode being number five on HAPS and that was the first time we had done it together 
So it did feel like a significant loss. And I do remember you going through the, um, like, even myself. Oh, big time. I think, I think you felt it more because you had put so much effort into wanting to do this. And it was, it was your baby. It was what you had created, what you had envisioned for what you wanted. And it was, it wasn't just about making a show. It was a, it was more of a personal level for you because it was not only helping your recovery, but it was to help other people as well. And, yeah, and the whole thing with, with it, it wasn't so much that it was haps. It, it, it was, mm. that was where we got to start. And it was yeah. more like I was talking about earlier, uh, how you get used to a, a specific store that you might like, or mm. um, a brand of something that might go out of business. Um, it, it's just, you get used to it. And I knew that studio. I knew how to have guests on. I knew how to do everything for the show. And when that was gone, um, well, initially it wasn't gone. We were still on HAPS, but they took away like everything. We couldn't have guests. We couldn't have slides. We couldn't have, you know, anything. It was just you and I. Uh, on the top and bottom instead of the side to side. And mm. that was yeah. it. Um, and you had to try and run through OBS to get any kind of good. It was just a mess. And I didn't know what was going on. And we weren't, the first couple weren't like the best shows we've ever done because we didn't know what the fuck. But uh, mm. I'm sorry. But <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the whole thing with, with HAPS. And, you know, I did very much so. You're absolutely right. You saw me go through the, oh, yeah. the grieving of losing that studio, losing what we knew. And, mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, we've come to Twitch. We've learned StreamYard. Uh, we've learned uh, all kinds of other great things. And, you know, like we were talking about with Jim, we're almost here for a year now. Yeah. And so, I think, I think, in in the grand scheme of things, everything happens for a reason, even if we're not sure of the reason at the time. And I know we all felt hard done by when that happened, and like we'd been shafted and things, which it really did, and still does feel like that now. But by that happening, it has allowed us to open up on a bigger, more stable platform for a start, reach new people, which we certainly have done, and go across to other platforms and start like exploring new ventures like we do with the podcasts on Spotify and everything and just adding more and more into it. And I think if we were still on HAPS and just being happy being comfortable there would we have got where we are now with the show and I think probably no because it felt like being in a comfort zone like we knew everything and it was just easy to do whereas it's not until we had to go out there and think okay we need to find somewhere else to go and had to start from scratch, were we more able and capable 
of dealing with change, accepting change and embracing that change so that we can go on and bring more to the show. And it's like that with anything. Like I know I really struggle with change and I like to know what's coming. I don't like big surprises. The things like I, I have to know, I have to have some kind of feeling of being in control. So when that was completely taken away, that didn't feel right, that didn't feel comfortable. And because we had no choice, that then began, began to feel okay. And here we are. And I, I do yeah. really believe that. And that was, a, that was another part of it. Mm -hmm. um, that not just the, the, the uh, comfort of knowing how to work the broadcast studio and <clears throat> put on the show that we wanted to put on, which we lost. But also, HAPS was a tight-knit community. Um, mm -hmm. Twitch is just, you know, millions of people. And uh, yeah. HAPS was nowhere. I mean, I don't care what the numbers said. On There was no way we had 5,000 people watching us at once. It, mm. It's just... <laughs> no. But, uh, anywho... That's besides the point. It was a tight knit community. Everybody knew each other, you know. Um, mm -hmm. There wasn't anybody just popping up live out of nowhere that yeah. you're like, well, who's this? Or if there was, like I well, did that. Did end, but, you know. know. But but everybody knew who I was um, mm -hmm. before I started streaming because I've been in chat all the time. Yeah. Um, so I, mean, I found it, that it a problem people. though for me. For me, that became a problem at the end. But then we won't go there. But um, it certainly is a much bigger pond, I guess. Whereas the whereas Haps was like a small pond, this one's huge, and there are new people that pop in. Some of them stick around, some of them don't. But I think that we are, no matter what happens, they can take away the platform but they can't take away genuine connection and genuine community. And if anyone is that determined to stick with you, then they will find a way. And that does show to me what genuine connections were, because if they want to stick around, if they want to be a part of your connection, like if your life, if they want to be a connection to you, then they will. They absolutely will, one way or another. That is right. That is right, little girl. You're gonna learn about all this stuff. Um well. Yeah, espresso, me too. That was that was Periscope was what helped me get over my agoraphobia and everything. Agoraphobia. Um, yeah, that word that we say differently. <laughs> Agoraphobia. Yeah, um, you see it right, see? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that, that was, uh, that was the, that was the thing with, with HAPS, you know, like, it was just, a, it was a great place, and it was the place where I, you know, I got started, like, I actually had the courage to go live, and see what that was all about like you guys were already you guys were already well into it and i'm actually grateful that Gemma uh 
came into that one broadcast and we got to talking because yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I would probably still be doing the show if it was just me solo because mm-hmm. it was kind of, I've always wanted to kind of do something like this. Um, but it's just been a breeze having a, a partner in crime, a co-host uh, to mm-hmm. as this thing grew and mm-hmm. uh, it's still growing. It's definitely been nice to have an extra set of eyes, ears, hands um, to help out. And mm-hmm. also a uh, very big thanks to Naomi Hattie there and uh, Ray of Sunshine. They help out in the mm-hmm. Discord and modding modding the stream for us. Um, and then, you know, we got to shout out all our subs and all of our bits givers and all of our all of you folks that are here. Week in and week out, um, we get fluctuating numbers all the way up into the 70s. Uh, and then, like, right now, we're, we've got nine on the eyeball. And I'm fine with that. I'm happy. Because um, you guys are the diehards. You guys are here with us every week. You guys like the discussions that we have. I'm always adding to them in the chat. Uh, and you guys just as much make the show that much easier and fun. Um so the numbers shout out differ on, on sorry, the numbers differ on StreamYard to Twitch. It says there's eleven on Twitch. Yeah, so, just, but either way, like, the numbers are irrelevant. Yeah, I guess it's that's that the message is the same no matter who's listening, and we do seem to pick up a lot of uh, replays and things. So the message is still the same regardless of how many's listening. And that is my nose. Yeah. <laughs> she did a very good job yesterday. Uh, she had her first COVID booster, or her first COVID shot. We got her. She's getting all the other vaccines right now, all of the normal ones. Mm-hmm. So we said, go ahead and uh, six months they got to be now. you believe that? Yeah. So she did really good with that. She's not a big fan of the shots, but... I don't quit. think anybody is, but yeah. <laughs> but I thought she'd uh, be sore or something. They said uh, that mm. uh, kids have only they've only had reports of uh, um, agitation from the soreness from the site. Um, yeah, and I'm like, or uh, what was the other one that was big? Uh, lethar- lethargic. Uh, I'm like, how the hell can you say that was any different? Because she's always pissed off and or sleeping. Yeah, that's just <laughs> the baby thing. <laughs> about 10 minutes and then it's, I'm bored. I want to do something. Yeah. Um, you know yeah, that. Thomas and I had uh, our shot on Saturday, but I had the COVID and the flu at the same time. So it did... Uh, kick my ass a bit on Sunday but um, yeah it's uh, I, it's definitely going to be something that we have to have every year now as well but uh, oh and uh, yes Hattie mentioned to add all the replay viewers on YouTube as well because you yeah. guys actually YouTube's growing we're up mm-hmm. we're up almost to like 1.3k followers on YouTube I was 
Really I thought it was that. more than that. I thought it was nearly 1.5. And everybody that is listening to the podcast, somebody's listening to it because we uh, we just hit over 200 listens. Um, oh, wow. Okay. You know, and that was slow going at first. Like it, That number sat at like nine for a while, but it's taken mm. off. So it, a, a, a big shout out to everybody that likes and listens and just wants to hear what the hell's going on in the brains of uh, Gemma and Tim. <laughs> but with that being said, before she pulls all of my chest hair out, I think... We can go ahead and do some community calendar. Um, don't forget tonight. Tonight, tonight, we don't have Ray, but we have Jim in Chicagoland. He is mm -hmm. in chat with us today. And we are having a celebrity catalyst, from what I understand. Um, okay. Pop on over. He's going to have a guest on Catalyst tonight if you are a fan of the show. Or Jim. Uh, give him a follow, give him a like, give him a share. Give him the love that you give us here. Is it a secret celebrity or are we allowed to know now? Uh, Hannah uh, goes by the name of uh, the Twitch handle of Love Squirts. Oh, no, I'm not familiar. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> um <laughs> So Ray, we've mentioned Ray too. Ray said that he Ray normally streams today, but it's the holidays and he's got a busy work schedule um, due to the holidays. So we wish him well this week. Uh, get after it and be safe. Um, and then of course the Beardo and Weirdo show. Those guys are fan favorites. Uh, haven't seen them in a while, but might be taking some holiday time themselves. Um, but. We'll, we'll round it off again with uh, Ella. Ella, Ella, I actually have to reach out to Ella. I haven't heard or seen her on Twitch in ages. Um, probably a week and a half. But, um, yeah, uh, for all things bunny, mm. here's one. Here, one. Stop it's the only one I have left, as I say, Thomas is taking them The kids love them. Uh this one's a, a Bluetooth speaker. Looks to your cell phone. Um, but there's more than just electronics there. There's apparel, um, bags, clothes, mm -hmm. stickers, masks, all kinds of goodies. Um, go give Ella a, a follow on Twitch and uh, hop over to her store there for the holidays mm -hmm. and pick up some bunny merch to help her in her fight to rescue all the bunnies across the globe. And that is it, my friends. Oh, and Gemma. Mm -hmm. Gemma. I, I know she put you up here. But you know Gemma's stream. I can't find you. Oh, there you are. Gemma, the lovely Gemma, my co-host. She streams all kinds of holiday baking, holiday stuff. What do you yeah. got coming down the pike? Hopefully, maybe tomorrow. Um, we'll see. I've got a quiz prepared that I'm going to be making some um, Christmas decorations and things, different things to do, like with the kids or with yourself. Also um, very good for your mental health. Right, for gifts as well. Like if money's a bit tight, how to make your own gifts and stuff. 
All sorts of things. Lots of things. slash X Jemmy H 83X. I'm going to be dropping those X's very soon. <laughs> so it's the same as everywhere. There we go. All right. Hard thing chat. All right, guys. I hope everybody in the States has a happy Thanksgiving. If you're listening across yeah. the East, uh, I know you might not celebrate, but have a happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. from us as well. Yeah. And uh, we will catch everybody back here next week for our holiday depression episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, everybody, again for joining in. And we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, and if you want to be on the um, recorded one that Tim mentioned, do get in touch. Yep. Bye now.